0: Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. I want to start this podcast by telling you some of my favorite words from ancient literature, from the Bible. They're words that I try to live by, they're words I think about, and then are words that I think apply to the topic I'm going to be talking about today. And the, the words are, judge yourself, lest ye be judged. Judge yourself, lest ye be judged. It's in keeping with the wisdom of the ancient world and the wisdom of the Bible in saying, basically, deal with your own stuff. Or others are going to step in and make you deal with it. Judge yourself. Deal with what needs dealing with in your life, uh, in, in the area that you have responsibility for. Or you will be judged. Or others will come in from the outside and will force Action, And I got to tell you that as I watch American politics, I'm often aware of this principle, that people who do not clean up their own house end up having that house cleaned up for them. For, for example, we are in an absolute mess now, I believe. Uh, in American medicine, uh, largely because of Obamacare and then the reversal of Obamacare and then the lack of installing something new and better. And so we're in a mess. Why? Because the American medical community, in my view, did not deal with its own house. As a result, they now have non-experts and people who know far less than they do and are driven by wacko agendas uh, determining what should happen in American medicine. Not the experts, not the people who live in it, Not the people who spend their whole lives devoted to it, not the people who care about it, but rather the people who have some sort of an agenda and therefore step in with their own judgments. This happens over and over and over and over. And I'll tell you, the Parkland shooting that has happened recently in which Nicholas Cruz, a young 19-year-old, stepped into a public high school and shot the place up, killing as many as 17, wounding uh, as many. Um, this this is a classic example, and the results of it, and the spin of it coming into our society is a classic example of where a community that did not judge itself uh, or different different groupings within our society that it did not judge themselves are now being judged. For example, Example: It is quite obvious that the social network systems in Florida that should have attended a, a violent high schooler, uh, that should have helped a family that was in crisis, uh, that should have responded to neighborhood complaints, um, that, that should have responded to domestic violence, failed. And so now those systems not having policed themselves, so to speak, those systems not having uh, made themselves work from within, now there's going to be external pressure. Now there's going to be firings. Now, so to speak, judgment will come from the outside. I think it's a principle of life. I think it's a principle of leadership. And it's definitely a principle of American political life. If you do not judge yourself and deal with what needs to be dealt with, you will and be judged. And I'm going to risk angering some of the folks who listen to my podcast because I want to apply this principle to the issue of guns. So let me say very, very quickly that I am not one who hears about a shooting and immediately assumes that the entire problem was because guns were available. I do not believe that. I believe that Nicholas Cruz shot up that school because he's mentally deranged, because social networks did not, uh, safety nets did not catch him, uh, because there was not the reinforcement. And the response that there ought to have been, I believe uh, that the that the real source of this is elsewhere. He could have done almost as much damage with a knife, possibly, um, certainly with a pistol. Um, there are other ways he could have done this. He could have used explosives, all of which, all the components of which uh, could have been purchased legally. So we can have long debates about how this is done and who's responsible. And I think it's a little bit of misdirection when the first thing and almost the only thing we talk about is how available guns are. So let me just state that clearly. And I guess I ought to go ahead and say what I've said many times before in this podcast. I'm a gun owner. I have a concealed carry permit. I hunt. I shoot. I enjoy those things. I believe they are constitutional rights. Uh, That ownership of the gun is. And I am not advocating at all for the banning of guns. However... I believe that gun owners in America and the NRA and those who love to hunt and those who want to pass weapons on to their children and those who believe that a certain level of weapon uh, ownership is necessary for personal safety, I believe that they must now police, so to speak, their own house or judgment will come to that house in a way they do not want. And I mean specifically that there is a movement now afoot to over-restrict gun ownership in a way that is going to probably be unwise and, and heavy-handed. Um, and all of it's going to come about largely because the gun-owning, gun adv- advocacy community did not police itself. When we consider what happened in the Parkland shooting... We know now that Nicholas Cruz, a mentally troubled, emotionally troubled 19-year-old boy, a year ago, once he turned 18, went out and bought an AR-15, which is an automatic weapon. Now, whatever you might believe about gun ownership, it's important for all of us to get informed here and to understand that an AR-15 is not only an automatic weapon, but it also fires a projectile at such a high speed that it does an exceptional level of damage to the human body. Uh, if you fire a pistol, the average pistol, into the human body, and I'm going to be a little graphic here for those of you who might get queasy. You'll have to either, either fast forward or, or, or just hang with me. You fire the average pistol into a human body. That projectile makes a hole approximately a little bit larger than the actual bullet and goes straight through, damaging what it hits, okay? An AR-15 is something different altogether. Uh, First of all, it fires at three times the intensity or the speed um, than does a pistol. So it travels not only three times faster than the bullet, but it also imparts three times more the energy of a typical, let's say, 9 millimeter bullet from a handgun. Okay. The reason that that's important is that the damage that's being done to the human body when an AR-15 round enters that body is not just the hole. It's not just the what the projectile hits, but that the speed is so great that it's like the waters parting for a, a speedboat, let's say on the water. Uh, that the organs actually pull away from the bullet. So the bullet damages what it hits, obviously, but it also the bullet also displaces organs. Some people, some doctors, use the word. I think that some others are saying that's overstated, but I'm no expert. The point is it causes the internal organs um, and and all of the innards to basically move violently away from the trajectory, from the, the... direction of the bullet through the body. So immense damage is done. Many of the doctors who were on the scene at Parkland report that they got to the students who were shot on time. They got them open. They got their hands inside to be able to try to do uh, the good that they could do. But there was so much damage that nothing could be done. That would not have been the same with a pistol. So an AR-15 not only fires, uh, so rapidly that it is uh, doing immense damage even from, uh, min- uh, human flesh it's not touching, but also, by the way, it's possible to have a 50 round magazine. Now, I have a couple of pistols. You have maybe eight, nine rounds, uh, maximum that you're able to put in those pistols. Um, but, but a AR-15, you're capable of having 50 rounds. So it's called an assault weapon for a reason. I'm not an expert and I'm not claiming that I know that that's technically what an assault weapon is, but you understand why it might be called an assault weapon. So a mentally mentally deranged 19-year-old uh, in Florida who is not of sufficient age to go into a bar to buy a beer legally was able to walk into a gun store and buy an AR-15 that does the kind of damage that I've described. By the way, I haven't told you the most horrible part of the firing of an AR round, AR-15 round through a human body, and that is that the exit wound is often approximately the size of an orange, and some of the doctors who tended the wounded and the dead in Parkland, Florida, said that the the exit wounds were were gruesome. And when you have, for example, Nicholas Cruz, this deranged nineteen year old, uh, firing multiple rounds into a small high school girl, for example, you you're doing just absolutely astonishing damage. Approximately what an explosion might do, uh, in the same way. Why am I being so graphic? Well those who love to hunt, those who believe in defense, uh, th- those who believe in an armed citizenry as a hedge against their government, uh, certainly for uh, home defense, et cetera. And those who believe in a uh, certain amount of gun ownership just for sport, for hunting and for rain shooting and so on. I believe that they need, and we need, I'm speaking of myself now, need to judge ourselves lest we be judged. If If we don't, make some sense and urge some sense upon lawmakers when it comes to gun ownership and owning things like an AR-15 by a 19-year-old, then we will have others come in to judge. We will have others begin to make decisions. And I'm concerned about that. I believe in gun ownership. I believe in the sport. I believe in defense. I believe in all of it. I was raised in a military family. I've said this many times. And I own guns and believe in them. And I urge as many people who who can be responsible with them as possible. Uh, to own them and get trained and use them wisely and righteously. But the idea that that a love and a belief in gun ownership, that constitutional right to own weapons would go so far as an 18-year-old, he was actually 18 years old at the time he bought it, not 19. He was 19 when he did the shooting, would be able to buy an AR-15 when he couldn't even legally order a beer at a bar in the same state. I don't think anyone listening thinks that's right. You're not responsible enough to order a beer at a bar, but you can buy an automatic weapon with a 50-round magazine. Now, remember, I'm not one who's advocating against ownership. I'm not a person on the far left. I'm someone who wants to keep gun ownership. But this kind of irresponsible extremism, saying that we ought to be able to own all guns of any type uh, in any way, is not, of course, what the the Second Amendment frames. Uh, It is not what the Constitution has ruled on as recently as 2008. I'm, I'm sorry, the Supreme Court has ruled on as recently as 2008. And it's not what's best for our society. Let's own guns. Let's do sport. Let's do uh, weapon uh, use weapons in sport. Let's use them for defense. Let's use them for contest. Uh, let's enjoy their heritage. Let's pass them on to the next generation. But now the debate has moved to such extremes, and gun ownership advocates have moved to such extremes that because the gun owning community has not judged itself, it's about To be judged, we're seeing corporations moving away from the NRA. Uh, We're seeing the the, even the Trump administration changing its tune on weapons. Uh, We are seeing uh, people begin to react, and it's largely because the gun owning community has not reacted on its own. I strongly advocate for some moderation. I strongly advocate that we move away from the extremism. You do not need uh, an M60 in your house. You do not need an AR-15 in your house. Nor, by the way, is it your constitutional right. That is that is a misreading of the Constitution. You are allowed to have weapons. You are allowed to hunt. You are allowed to defend yourself. You are allowed to form militias. You are allowed to have uh, state militias. So to speak, uh, you are allowed to have reserve military. Uh, you are allowed to compete. But that does not mean that we can own weapons and then put them in the hands of 18 year olds who can do this kind of damage. And I'm not frankly surprised. I'm not an expert in this area and I'm not going to dive in very far, but I'm not surprised that a security guard with a relatively, um, low caliber, caliber pistol would not go charging into a school when a mentally deranged 19 year old has an AR-15. I'm not surprised. I granted it may have been his duty and we'll find out what happens in the hearings and the, uh, investigations that are about to come. But but I, I'm not surprised that some of these people in uniform who knew uh, what an AR-15 could do were hesitant to go charging in. This is the situation we've put ourselves in. We need some moderation. We need some self-government. We need for uh, the gun ownership advocacy groups to not be on the extreme end, but to be on the moderate end. It's the best way to defend this constitutional right. It's the best way to preserve life. It's the best way to preserve the heritage, and it's the best of American wisdom. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times best-selling author, a popular speaker, and a frequent faith and culture commentator on Fox and CNN. His groundbreaking books on faith and society include... The Faith of George W. Bush, The Search for God in Guinness, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, and Lincoln's Battle with God. Learn more at stephenmansfield.tv.